Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, why am I so confident? Why do I sound so confident that the Raiders offense will be really good in 2023? That plus a whole lot more comes up on Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, July 12th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, it's because of my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube and we're looking good. So we definitely appreciate Ari. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. Of course, we appreciate you as well, Raider Nation, because without you, well, there is no show. So thank you so much. If you give us a minute or you give us 31 minutes, we definitely Definitely appreciate you. And you can hit me up on Twitter if you want at your boy Q254 or the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. You ever want to chime in on the show, be a part of the show, 707-654-4693. Those calls and texts will come up in segment number three of the show. Segment number two, I'm going to talk about the Raiders offense. Got a really good text on that Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line about the offense and why I'm confident that the Raiders offense is going to be really good in 2023, year two under head coach Josh McDaniels. will break that down coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, we like to hit you with the news and notes of the day. And of course, again, as we very well know, not very much news going on in the NFL world or even the Raiders world. Uh, for the most part, all we are is on Josh Jacobs' watch and if he's going to end up getting a contract extension by the Silver and Black or not. And of course, another day goes by with no talk about a Josh Jacobs contract. That date's coming up on the 17th. So be paying attention for that but I did find a piece that was out there uh, by Mo Moten good friend of the show Mo Moten he does Bleacher Report of course uh, he's with Scott Goldbranson as well on the Silver and Black show uh, again he's been a guy that I've had on my show many times whether it's the radio or the podcast definitely appreciate him he put out a piece about eight bold predictions for 2023 NFL training camp again he put this out on Bleacher Report and I do encourage you to go ahead and check that out and he had a couple pieces or a couple moves that were Raider related so I want to go over the eight bold predictions that he had for 2023's NFL training camp real quick but of course I want to focus in on the two moves that he had for the silver and black the first one Bengals cut Joe Bix Mixon okay Clayton Toon wins the starting job in Arizona and Kyler Murray's absence. That's number two. Number three, the Colts' Anthony Richardson wins the starting quarterback spot. Number six, Saints wide receiver A.T. Perry earns a big role. Number seven, Texans wide receiver Tank Dell runs with the starters. And number eight, Vikings acquire Buda Baker by way of trade from the Arizona Cardinals. So those are six of the eight moves that, Joe, that uh, my man Mo Moten has on Bleacher Report. That he thinks could happen. Bold moves that can happen for the 2023 NFL training camp, whether it's before training camp gets started or shortly into training camp. But he has two moves that he believes can happen that are Raiders related. The first one, the Jets acquire running back Josh Jacobs from the Raiders. So that would be something we've been paying attention to Josh Jacobs. Watch, is he going to get that contract extension? A lot of people think there's a chance that he gets traded. I don't see that happening. But as Mo pointed out in his piece, the Jets have plenty of money still under the salary cap. They can go ahead and give him that contract extension. Of course, they got Aaron Rodgers, so they're in win-now mode. They have the defense. Brees Hall, the running back, is coming back from ACL surgery, so he might not be ready right away way so I could see the fit of Josh Jacobs in New York I just don't personally believe that that's going to happen now 
The second move that he had that was Raiders-related was number five. The Raiders acquired linebacker Patrick Queen from the Ravens. And I'll tell you right now, I've talked about the Raiders' defense on blue in the face, and I would love to see a move like this. We've talked about and heard about the chance of Marcus Peters being acquired by the Raiders and uh, being added to that secondary before training camp. That's something Vic Tavers talked about. That's something Vinny Bonsignor has talked about. I've thrown it out there. That's a chance that it could possibly happen. Uh, it sounds like that they're probably leaning in that direction, but if there was a move to be made, and of course this would have to be a trade with the Baltimore Ravens, to go get Patrick Queen and improve that linebacking room, I would love this. I think that Mo's onto something. We've talked about Patrick Queen on this show before, that it would be a good move. He wants to get a contract extension. He just saw his running buddy, Roquan Smith, who they acquired last year, get a $100 million contract. So he wants to get something comparable to that. He had a really good season in 2022 for the Ravens, probably the best season he's had as a pro. But does it really make sense for them to sign two guys at that position to big-time money contracts. I don't see it happening, and I do believe that that is the weak link of the Raiders' defense. And Patrick Queen, I believe, would be a big deal. Mo said, aside from Divine Diablo, who won the green dot during spring practices, Vegas needs another three-down linebacker on the roster. They signed Robert Spillane, but he allowed 109.2 passer rating in coverage with the Pittsburgh Steelers last season. He would fill arguably the Raiders' biggest roster need in return he'd have a better chance to stand out and earn a big contract in las vegas alongside diablo as opposed to lining up next to roquan smith an all pro linebacker with an early round rookie pushing for snaps so that was his thoughts on patrick queen and i would love this i talked about it on my radio show on uh, on tuesday i would love to see them make a move for roquan or not roquan smith well roquan smith i definitely would have loved to see them make a move for him when chicago had him out there on the trade block but they didn't go get him but the next best thing could be patrick queen i feel like that that Linebacking role has been ignored for far too long. It's something that I believe that the Raiders need to address. And again, if you look at the defense, all areas of the defense have been addressed this offseason. But I just feel like the linebacking room still doesn't have that difference maker. Spillane, as Mo Moten put out there, 100 point, 109 point something uh, passer rating against him. He's not very good in coverage. He's a good. He's a thumper. He can get downhill and he can stop the run as he uh, showed against uh, Derrick Henry when he had that big highlight tackle on Derrick Henry around the goal line. But he's not a guy that's going to do anything in coverage. So I would love to see a guy like Patrick Queen, a guy who has ball skills, a guy who can get, get his hands on the ball, take it back, and also a guy that can run sideline to sideline. Is he Roquan Smith? No, not at all. But I still think he's a really good player. The one thing is, as I mentioned, he's going to want a contract extension. So I think the best line of business would to be if you're going to trade for him, give him the contract extension immediately. Similar to what Dave Ziegler did when he when he uh, traded for Devontae Adams. There was no hesitation. It was like, all right, we're going to trade for this guy and give him this kind of contract. Boom, here it is. And I'm not saying that, that uh, Patrick Queen deserves a Devontae Adams-style contract, but just get it out of the way. As soon as you acquire him, if that's what they were to decide to do, boom, get that out of the way immediately and know that you have the guy in the mix and he's going to be your dude. I think Patrick Queen would be a hell of a pickup. There's still some guys out there that could be had either by way of trade or sign in free agency. But for me, for my money, when I look at that Raiders defense, something I've been talking about quite a bit here on the show, the one addition that I think would really help this defense go a long way would be the addition of Patrick Queen. If Dave Ziegler could find a way to go make that happen, I'm not saying he's going to do that before the first practice on the 26th. I'm not saying he's going to do it at all. But, you know, it would be nice to see that addition and, and, and the, the upgrade to the linebacking room. Him and Divine Diablo, I would feel like that that is no longer a weak link 
of that Raiders defense. But if there's a move out there that you think that the Raiders could make either before training camp gets started, the first day of practice of 26, or shortly, a little bit into training camp, let me know what you think about it. 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. Again, those calls and texts will be coming up in segment number three. But speaking of the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, segment number two, which is coming up, I got a really good text, and it's from Southern Indiana Raider, and it's about the Raiders' offense. So I'll read you the text, and he's questioning the Raiders' offense in 2023 and why I'm confident about it. So I'll read you the text. I'll break down why I do have confidence in that Raiders' offense, and we'll do it coming up in segment number two after I tell you about our partners at eBay Motors. And they've teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. I'm not a fantasy football player, but I respect fantasy football because I know how many people love fantasy football. And I just realized this past year that people have like massive amount of leagues. I got a buddy I work with, Adam Hill from the RJ. He has like 17 or 18 leagues a year. I don't know where he gets the time to do all that, but he does it. So whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And I'll go with the guy that... Raider Nation should be very familiar with, and it's a running back. And no, it's not Josh Jacobs. It's actually the Chargers' Austin Eckler. Which running back, he says, has scored the most touchdowns combined the past two seasons? Again, not Josh Jacobs. It's electric Los Angeles Chargers back Austin Eckler, whose 38 scores since 2021 and feature receiving first role make him a guaranteed fit for the first overall pick in 2023 fantasy football drafts. Eckler will see his usual high leverage work as a runner and remain the focal point of the short passing game and remember Kellen Moore is now the offensive coordinator there with the Chargers and he will use Eckler out of the backfield to catch some passes he's going to throw the ball all around the yard he'll have Justin Herbert throwing that ball around the yard Austin Eckler will be a guy that receives the ball he'll run the rock he'll be very very busy in that Chargers offense so Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks and struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth. Switch gears, crank that AC, say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, look at the green check or look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. And not what Russell Wilson said. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to deep dive into the Raiders offense in year two under head coach Josh McDaniels and got this text from Southern Indiana Raider and I believe it comes off the heels of me talking about what you feel confident in, what gives you hope 
in this Raiders team in 2023. And I said straight up, and I was very adamant about it, that the offense, I feel like, is going to do what it do. Obviously, it always is going to depend on the health of Jimmy G. But the offense has the weapons to get it done. And I just kind of brushed over that. And then I started to focus in on the defense because, again, that's what I've been doing a lot of. So Southern Indiana Raider, who uh, texted in at 707-654-4693, and you could do the same thing as he did. He said, hey, Q, Southern Indiana Raider here. I wanted to ask a question, and it's this. What are the signs that you see to have the confidence to say the offense is going to be good? And I hope that doesn't sound snarky. It's a serious question. I want to look at this and have some confidence as well. We have a quarterback that hasn't stepped on a field in close to a year, hasn't played a complete season for multiple years prior. He also hasn't been above average ever. We have a running back that is locked in a salary battle. He's coming off a career year, and I don't anticipate him duplicating it. Maybe the upgrades of wide receiver and the addition of a reliable tight end. Like I said, no disrespect, but tell me what inspires you to have confidence in this offense. Thanks, man. Have a great day. That's Southern Indiana Raider. And you know what? No disrespect felt in that. No snarkiness felt. I think it's a very valid question. I have no problem with that. And, you know, asking it and and actually being, you know, a little critical of the offense is okay. And it's funny. I actually shared this text message on my radio show on Tuesday. And there was other people that felt the same as Southern Indiana Raider. Like, yeah, Q, I don't feel and share your same confidence. And that's fine. So, The reasoning why I feel pretty confident about this Raiders offense, and of course, it always has the asterisk of as long as Jimmy G is healthy. That's the one thing I'll say, and that's not guaranteed. Like you said, I mean, he's only played every game of the season once in his career, so that's not guaranteed that he's going to play every game. But if healthy, when healthy, which we all know I hate to start sentences like that, but that's the case maybe, he's a guy that gets the ball out of his hands very quickly, He's a guy that has some really good weapons around him. Devontae Adams is the best all-around wide receiver he's ever had to to throw the ball to. And we all know how good Devontae Adams is. You saw what he did in year one with the Raiders. 1,500 yards, 100 receptions, 14 touchdowns. Right. And, and that was with some a couple of bad games thrown in there. So, you know, Devontae Adams is going to do what he does. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, but Jimmy G can't throw the ball deep. Guess what? Go back to what he did at Green Bay. Devontae Adams used to get the ball from Aaron Rodgers quick. I mean, immediately, as soon as the ball was snapped, Aaron Rodgers would just smoke the ball to Devontae, and he would do, he'd do what he does, right? He'd get the yak, the yards after the catch. Devontae Adams could do that. He's going to get the ball early, and he's going to get the ball often from Jimmy G. And on top of that, he can stretch the field if he needs to. Now, Jimmy G's strength is not going deep. I'll be the first to admit that. And Jimmy G's also not the guy that's just going to put the team on his shoulders and, and, and ride to, you know, the Super Bowl. But Derek Carr wasn't that guy either. Derek Carr needed help around him. And, you know, the one thing about it is Carr had a really good deep ball that uh, he really opened up Devontae Adams' game in 2022. But still, I believe the ball would get to Devontae early and often. Also, I feel confident about the offense because Jacoby Myers is a true number two wide receiver who's been playing the number one wide receiver role in New England for some years now, right? Now he can actually be a number two and he's got Devontae Adams across from him. So he's not going to get double covered. He's going to find a way to get open. He's not the fastest dude, but he's a guy that runs really good routes and he makes himself available for the quarterback. And again, a quarterback that gets the ball out of his hands as quickly as Jimmy G does, that's going to be good. He's going to sit down the zone, make himself available. Jimmy G will hit him. I think the addition of Michael Mayer is going to help. Uh, not only as a blocker, but also in the red zone. If you go back and look what he did at Notre Dame in the red zone, it's pretty impressive. And he had basically me and you throwing the ball to him, right? It was not uh, anybody to get excited about that was throwing him the rock, and he was still able to succeed in a major way in the red zone. And we all know that that's where the Raiders have struggled the most is in the red zone. So now you have Devontae Adams, you have a tall Jacoby Myers, you have a tight end that could use kind of his blockout skills, uh, and Michael Mayer all could thrive in the red zone. Oh, by the way, you have Hunter Renfro if he's healthy. Right, he wasn't healthy in 2022. 
Darren Waller wasn't healthy in 2022. So they, they contributed, their contributions were minimal. So now you're, and I'm assuming that Hunter Renfro is going to be healthy, but of course you got to get through training camp and make that happen. But again, assuming all these guys stay healthy. I know I haven't mentioned Josh Jacobs yet. I believe that he's going to be on the roster. I believe that one way or the other, it's going to get worked out with his contract, whether it's going to be a long-term deal or it's going to be, you know, the franchise tag. He's going to have another opportunity to have a big season because look, he's going to have a light box. He's not going to have a bunch of guys crowd the line of scrimmage and trying to stop him because 17's out there and you cannot load up the box if you got 17 out there. He just he takes and draws that much attention. So Josh Jacobs for the second year in a row will have an opportunity to run with the cleanest box he's ever ran against. And you saw what he did in year 1 and I'm with you. I don't expect to see the same production from him in 2023. I actually expect to see Zamir White added into the mix a lot more. Again, I don't know what the contract situation, how it's going to shake out. I do believe it's going to get sh- shaken out, but I, I just don't think that Josh Jacobs is going to touch the ball 393 times or anything close to that in 2023. So I think Zamir White is going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Remember, Abir Abdullah is still there. He's the guy that can receive the ball in the backfield. I mean, there's a lot to like about this Raiders offense. Again, it all depends on the health of one Jimmy G. And oh, by the way, I also believe Joshua Daniels is going to be able to call a cleaner game. Why do I think that? Well, he has an offensive line that's coming back that just helped produce the league's leading rusher. They don't have to wait till week five or six to determine who are the guys that should be on the offensive line. And and look, I think there's going to be competition along the offensive line in training camp, but at least they they have the guys that got it done in 2022. Now, if they find some guys that can upgrade, great. They can do that during training camp. They can find those guys and identify them. But remember, it was a revolving door for the first five or six weeks of the season. You didn't know who was going to be at what position on the offensive line. Now they have a pretty good recipe for guys. So, okay, the offensive line already has done a really good job opening up run lanes for Josh Jacobs. Now they have to continue to develop as pass blockers, but... They, they did it already in year one. Continuity is key. So I think that's going to be better. So Joshua Daniels will be able to call a cleaner game that way. Also, Josh Jacobs is the identity of the Raiders. Nobody knew what the identity of the Raiders were for a very long time in 2022 until Josh Jacobs established himself as, oh, hey, by the way, I'm the guy that gets it done in this offense. And he did. You know, he carried the rock and, and he showed that the identity should be a strong power running game. And that's what he provided. That's what he was able to do. And it worked really well. So, again, going into 2023, it's not an experiment. It's not a, well, maybe this will work. Mel, maybe this will work. Maybe we need to throw the ball to Devontae 20 times. No, it's like, okay, number eight, not 28, number eight can get it done. So, the identity is already established of so the silver and black. And on top of that, I think Josh McDaniels in year two, Knows his personnel better. Knows how to get the most out of his personnel. He brought in a lot of his guys, so he should feel confident, including Jimmy G, including Jacoby Myers. You know, I mean, he, he made the moves that he made. He brought in a tight end that he's more comfortable with, a more traditional type tight end in Mayer. So, okay, cool. He's going to, you know, he's going to use him. So I, I just think that there's a lot to like about the opportunity that the offense has. But always, it goes back to number 10. As long as number 10 is healthy, that's going to be the biggest key. But... Those are the reasons why I believe the offense is going to be really good as long as that guy stays healthy. And that's always been my biggest concern. I think that the guy can help win games. I saw him take the help the 49ers get to the Super Bowl, I should say. Now, they didn't win it, but they were in it, right? And, of course, he had a really good team around him, and I do believe the Raiders' defense is going to have to complement the offense. Again, he's not going to put the team on his back or his shoulders and just lead them to the Super Bowl. He's not going to be that guy. He's not that guy. But... He can make enough good decisions to win games, especially if he has a defense that's complimentary, right? He can, he can get it done. He's just got to stay upright. He's got to stay healthy. And you got to avoid the one 
play or one pass a game where it's like, oh, Jimmy, what was that? <laughs> right? Besides that, I, I just think, I think that the offense could do really good. I think the key to this Raiders year, this season, is definitely going to be how much can the defense step up and complement the Raiders offense. So that's what I got for you, Southern Indiana Raider, uh, here in segment number two. And again, we'd love the feedback on that as well. 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. Got a bunch of texts and a couple of calls. We'll get to in segment number three as we close things out strong here on the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with a text from 785 Raiders. Say, what's up, Q? Long time, first time here. Was wondering if McDaniels eventually decides, or no, was wondering if MD, Mark Davis, eventually decides to fire McDaniels. Is it possible he would keep Ziggler? I haven't been impressed with JM at all, but I've liked some of the moves Dave Ziggler has made, so I'd like to see him get a shot at it. Thanks, Q785 Raider, and thanks for the text, my man. I appreciate you. And I think that these two, they, they are a package deal, similar to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Remember, they took some lumps early on. There was questions if those guys were going to make it, especially John Lynch, the GM, kind of the opposite of, of the situation with the Raiders. I think a lot of people have more confidence in Dave Ziegler than Josh McDaniels, but I think that, honestly, Mark Davis is going to have them in it for the long haul. And these guys come together. Uh, Josh McDaniels technically got hired before Dave Ziegler did, right? So, I mean, I, I just think that there's – there's uh, not one without the other. That's just my opinion. Now, things could change. If the season goes horribly wrong and it looks like the team regressed and they just look like they're, they, they have no leadership as far as coaching goes, yeah, I can see MD making a move, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I really don't feel that way. But, again, we'll see. I just think those guys are a one-two punch, Dave Ziegler and head coach Joshua Daniels. Uh, let's get another text in. That was a quick one. How about a text from Mike in Vegas? He said, good morning, Q. It's Mike from Vegas. Just got off the podcast. I was thinking more about how running backs are underpaid. There's the obvious reasons of producing more on their rookie contracts, and after being run into the ground four or five years, the teams don't want to pay for a used-up running back. But another thing I thought about, too, was the fact that the league has been transitioning to dual-threat quarterbacks that can run along with extending plays for the pass game, therefore not relying so much on a back. With so much emphasis on the pass game, they do need to uh, be a- to allocate so much. They don't need to be allocating so much money to protect the quarterback and stop the quarterback with defensive line and DBs. Not to mention weapons to throw to. So when the running back becomes the last man on the totem pole, what do you think, Q? That's the text from Mike in Vegas, and I think that the the, the dual threat quarterbacks definitely has something to do with it. But I just think honestly that most people believe that the running back you can get any time, you can get them in any round. Right, They don't cost that much money. They're not going to pay them that much money. They're going to use them up, run them into the ground, uh, get a good four or five years out of whatever the case may be, and then let them go somewhere else to get paid. Or just hit them with you know, the franchise tag. And look, the Raiders could hit Josh Jacobs technically with the, run- with the franchise tag twice. Right, They can hit him this year. Uh, if he plays on it, they can hit him again. And then all of a sudden, that's six years in the mix. And then they can say, all right, you know, we'll, we'll let you go and we'll let you walk somewhere else. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. They're on the field so much. They're responsible for so many, you know, so much of the, of the action, especially Josh Jacobs. I mentioned in segment number one uh, or segment number two, 393 total touches in 2022. That was the most touches he ever had in his career. So thanks for that, uh, that text. I do appreciate you. We'll see what happens when it comes to the running back position. But that at this point is kind of what it is. Uh, up next, we got a, 
We got a call from Raider Eddie in Denver. He's calling to talk about the call we had on Monday's show about gambling and the NFL making their money off gambling, the players making decisions when it comes to gambling. Here he is, Raider Eddie in Denver. Hey, Q, what's up? This is Raider Eddie in Denver. Um, I was really uh, interested in one of the calls that you had this morning on Monday morning, um, and it was about the caller talked about how the NFL seems to be hypocritical and how they are taking money from gambling companies and gambling sites um, and uh, engaging in marketing with them. Um, at the same time, they're prohibiting their players from um, from gambling. So uh, excellent. I think it's an excellent point, excellent concern. Um, I do think there are three really good reasons why um, it, it, the NFL is, you know, actually not in the wrong here. Uh, number one, the players need to be trusted. They're adults. You know, they're professional athletes. Uh, they need to be trusted. At the same time, they do need to be policed as well. So it, it is a, a bit complicated, uh, but NFL players have to make choices all the time about uh, their actions, their behaviors, being a role model, um, threatening the integrity of the organization they work for. Like, you know, that that's all something they have to consider and be trusted to do, but, again, be sort of policed as well, because if they cross that line, uh, they, there, have to be, there have to be some discipline. Two, times change, right? And so the culture of gambling, particularly being able to gamble off your cell phone so easily, has just made gambling different in our country. So I think the NFL is evolving, taking advantage of that, that market of gambling and the money that's there. And then three, it is in the player's best interest to – uphold the integrity of the game. So it's it's going to keep interest in the game high. Um, fans are going to be investing their money in the game when they trust that it's a real competitive sport. So truly players should embrace that and also embrace this idea of making sure their sport stays competitive um, and all the perceptions of it are competitive. Um, so in reality, again, it is in the player's best interest do not gamble and to not threaten the integrity of the NFL. Um, so thanks to you. I appreciate uh, your platform. And uh, as always, we'd love to hear from you in the nation. Okay. Bye. Eddie, thanks for the call, my man. And look, gambling is always going to be a big deal. You know, when the league embraced it, it was opening up Pandora's box. We all knew that, but as soon as they found a way to make money, they knew that they were going to. And of course the players are looking like, wait, you're making money. How come we can't make money? But they've got to be smarter than that. They've got to do their research. If they have questions, they just can't do it, right? And there's certain rules that they have. They have six or seven rules that they really focus in on. But betting on the NFL is the first one. Also, not betting, not placing bets from the team facility. That's another one. You know, the road trips or a team hotel or team plane, whatever. I think those are kind of silly. But look, right now, those are the rules. But the 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 facility and not betting on, on NFL games, that's kind of a no-brainer. But... There's still guys that do it. So at the end of the day, they have to be responsible. They know what they have to lose. And if they don't want to lose that, they've got to make the, the responsible decisions. So we'll see what happens if these guys start making better decisions moving forward. But right now, more and more guys are getting popped. And it hasn't been any big names right now. So that's the thing. It hasn't been any big names. It's guys that are a little bit you know, lower on the, on, on, in the food chain as far as the payroll goes uh, on the teams. But... Still, I mean, if those guys are making those those bets, you know there's other guys that do have the bigger names that are making them as well. We just haven't heard about it. So thank you so much, Raider Eddie, for your call. I do appreciate you. Got time for a couple more texts. This was from Brandon. He said, what's up, Q? 
Brandon from Raider Nation. I want to know your thoughts on possibly moving on from Jacobs. Now hear me out. Our running back coach previously coached Alvin Cook in a five-year period. Cook reached over 1,500 yards in one of those seasons, which I believe was on his contract year, and he did it in a 16-game season. With all the subliminal tweets, posts, and Jacobs publicly sharing his unhappiness with the Raiders, do we want to pay a player that's not being understandable on how the market is for running backs? It's not bad business. He should blame Le'Veon Bell, Zeke Elliott, Alvin Kamara, etc., just to name a few backs before him that got paid big bucks and underperformed. To be honest, Raiders can't trust Jacobs with a huge contract with his ability and him obviously going crazy just because it wasn't a contract year also. Because uh, it was a contract year also. Dalvin is asking for a little over $10 million this coming season. What are your thoughts, Q? That's from Brandon. Thanks so much. I appreciate the text. And look, I don't think it makes any sense to go from one veteran running back to another. If you're not going to roll with Josh Jacobs, I'm not worried about Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is not as, you know, he's slowed down quite a bit compared to where he was at. I think that if you're going to not have Josh Jacobs, you might as well roll with Zamir White and see what you got, right? I mean, I, I just don't see, especially if you're going to pay $10 million to to Dalvin Cook, you might as well just have Josh Jacobs sign the $10 million deal. And look, I don't count a guy's money. I don't blame him for trying to get as much money as possible. The minute, I mean, the minute those guys touch the field, that could be their last play. So I never get, you know, say he's getting crazy over a contract or anything like that. Because again, man, you got to get as much money as possible while you can. These teams have shown your contract means nothing. <laughs> nothing, right? If they're done with you, they're done with you. Once you can't do what they need you to do or what, once they think that you can't do what they need you to do, they're done with you. So I don't ever blame a player for trying to get as much money as possible. I am as pro player as it gets. I understand the, the, the look of it. I understand the, uh, you know, the folks that don't like what Jacobs is saying as far as you know, on, uh, on social media and stuff. But look, unfortunately, this is how negotiations go right now. Uh, you know, in the last few years, it's been a lot of scrubbing social media of that team. Oh, that means that he's done with that team. No, it just means that they're trying to negotiate. They're trying to dig in. I think it's silly, but it, it is what it is. That's what the agents tell the players to do. The players are listening to the agents. They're trying to get their, their money. They're trying to get it done. And Josh Jacobs is no different. I don't blame him. Uh, I'm hoping that everything gets done before Monday's deadline. If it does, fantastic. If it doesn't, then obviously he's got a decision to make. Sit out or play on the $10 million uh, franchise tag, or maybe the Raiders rescind the tag and make him an un unrestricted free agent. But I don't see that happening because then he walks and they get nothing. So thanks so much, Brandon, for that. I do appreciate you. We'll close out with uh, one text from Keegan in Vancouver. What's up, Q? It's Keegan from Vancouver, Washington. I think Raider Nation understands that we have had an issue with false starts ruining drives. I'm very curious how this line responds to a new voice yelling out the cadence. Colton Miller has been going off Carr's rhythm his whole career. I'm hoping there is something with Jimmy G's cadence that reduces false starts. That's Keegan in Vancouver, and that has been a situation, and that's what the players are going to have to uh, – they're going to have to make sure that they don't do that. These guys on the offensive line and all these guys that, that have these uh, false starts are going to have to work on that. They're going to have to be more disciplined. But also, that's something that – you know, it has to be worked on in training camp as well. Another reason why it's so important that Jimmy G is out there the first day, the 26th of training camp. If he is, great. That's something that they can work on, just like the center quarterback exchange, just like the quarterback running back exchange. I mean, there's a lot of new when it comes to Jimmy G in the, in the quarterback position, the offensive line, and all the players around him. The only way you improve on that, the only way that you make that a smoother transition You've got to be out there and you got to put in the work. You can put in all the classroom work you want, but you actually got to be out there on the grass and put in some time. So if they could do that, I feel pretty confident that things will be okay, as I mentioned in segment number two. But, of course, it all depends, again, on the health of Jimmy G, him being out there in training camp, 
and making it do what it do. Keegan, thanks so much for that text. I appreciate you. That's going to do it for today's show. We'll have more calls and texts coming up tomorrow. We'll have more news and notes as well. And, of course, plenty of conversation here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. We continue to roll through another week. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.